today, we could take a look at some common pitfalls when it comes to drafting and pulling all your pieces together so far. Also, I wanted to give a quick cat update. If you remember yesterday's podcast, uh, about two-thirds of the way through, the cat just got all up in everything, and I couldn't figure out why. Uh, It's because the cat wanted to sit at the end of the desk and look out the window. That's it. That's the whole stupid reason the cat was all over, um, just because there was a bird outside. Anyway, moving on now. I want to talk about some common mistakes and pitfalls, because there are tons. And I could probably just do a whole podcast series just on common mistakes. Maybe I will in the future. But for now, I want to address three big ones that happen. And when I say big, I don't mean like they're manuscript ruining. I just mean like they're the most common thing that people run into. First is a sense that the story elements, that there's too much story, that there's just a lot going on and it's too many things that take us too far away from the plot. Deviating from your main plot is not bad. It's not wrong. But too many digressions or staying away from the main plot too long, investing in multiple subplots. Well, here's subplot number one, and then here's scene number eight in subplot number two. And keeping all these pieces moving and keeping all these things afloat is often a sign that you have either too many subplots or just too many scenes that while they accomplish something, like characters do things or have a conversation, their ultimate value to the story is negligible. If you were to cut it out, yes, you would be losing the particular scene or the particular development of the scene, but you'd be one step closer to getting back on track with your plot. And I want to give an example of this. So let's suppose you have a fantasy story where you have your typical Dungeons and Dragons adventuring party traveling across the wilderness to reach a king, you know, to reach a castle to save uh, a princess or something, something very generic and very straightforward. If along the way from, you know, crossing wherever they started through the wilderness to the kingdom, they encounter a mine and then in that mine they fight, I don't know, some troll or something. And then after the, after they climb out of the mine, they go forward a little bit more and then they find like a hedge maze and in the hedge maze, they just get lost, but then they get unlost. And then, you know, after the the troll and in the hedge maze, then they run into some goblins and there's a fight and eventually they make it to the kingdom. Those three ideas, the mine, the hedge maze, the goblins, are fine by themselves. Their action beats, they're, they're not bad things on their face value. But, and this is important, if in the course of those things, we're not getting anything other than story development. If we're just getting, you know, well, this happened. And we need to know this because, uh, because they did this. If there's no substantial gain, if we're not learning something new about the character, if we're not developing something about how this relates to, directly relates to the plot, like it's in the fight with the goblins that the archer loses their last arrow, or in the course of the hedge maze, the characters reveal some deep fears about what's going forward that will later come back when we save the princess. 
If we're just accomplishing things or the gains we get from these events are incredibly negligible, like, oh, hey, I discovered I can play the bongos or, oh, golly gee, I, you know, found this other sword. It's not magical or anything, but I just found some stuff. And that stuff is, is really unimportant to the story because it's, it's just stuff the character has and you just didn't think to write it in. That's, that's what I'm talking about. You have plot accomplishment with negligible gain. Now, next, actually maybe I should call that manuscript accomplishment with minimal or low narrative gain. Let's do the second major problem. You only, this is what's sort of reverse it, you only do the plot. If we're supposed to go from point A to point B, cross the wilderness, go to the kingdom, then everything is just that. You travel, you stop, you travel, you stop, you camp, there's a goblin, bang, zoom, we're done. This is the opposite problem, whereas the last time it felt like we were sort of losing sight of the princess and it was hard to decide whether or not it was negligible that we were doing these things. And the question became, why does this matter? Here now, what you're getting a sense of is the absence of those things. Did anything else happen? How else can we learn about the characters? Yes, I hear you. You can totally learn about characters over the course of doing the plot. Sure, no problem, easy peasy. However, if we deviate just a little, just a few times, but it's not so gross a deviation that we're totally lost with the story, it's going to be okay. Running us into a mine to fight a troll because we think the mine is a shortcut to where we're going, only to discover that it's not, makes sense because we've tied this subplot this action beat, these scenes, this chapter, these two chapters or whatever, back to the main plot because we thought it was a shortcut, is better than just saying, hey, look, a mine, let's go in it. Hey, look, it's a hedge maze. Because maybe we've established that what we're trying to do is set up the idea that it's a shortcut to reach our main plot. If your story is the story of a kingdom and your new king is enacting all these rules and the, the, the townsfolk and the city folk are prospering or dying because of them, do you need to have every rule? Or is the end result more important? Or is it possible that we don't always do a new rule every chapter because sometimes we want to talk about, I don't know, birds or something, the bird people attack. It's okay to step away from the plot sometimes. The hard part, the tricky part, is balancing the number of times you step away and how long you step away each time you step away. Every author is going to do that differently. Every manuscript is going to allow for a different volume, a different quantity of that. And figuring that out is part of the editorial process. It is better to overwrite and find your book in the edit than it is to underwrite and realize that your story is very starved. A starved story does not necessarily develop evenly. It does not seem to develop in a reasonable way. Some things are gonna some things are going to seem like, oh, that makes complete sense. And other things are going to feel very hasty, very messy, which we want to avoid. 
Third thing, the last of our three major problems. When you have multiple points of view, and oh boy, some of you out there probably are writing things with way too many points of view. When you have multiple points of view, jumping back and forth between them, because you feel you need to just check back in over and over and over again, creating this pattern of character A, then character B, then character C, then back to A, then B, then C, then A. What that does, the big problem with that is it eliminates the idea that any of these things can develop. And it makes it more about toggling the points of view than it does the story actually advancing. If I'm going A, B, C, A, B, C, A, B, C, I better hope that each installment of A and B and C advances and gains the story something. It has to matter. Otherwise, I'm just constantly flipping through the channels on my TV, never really settling to watch something at length. You want to avoid that situation as much as possible, which is frequently why for, for multiple point of view writers, you don't want to go into like large numbers and large is really anything over four when it comes to point of view. It's not generally a great idea to fracture the point of view of your story so much. What it's a sign of is generally over-enthusiasm and poor organization. Your story doesn't necessarily benefit from that many fragments. To solve this, to fix this, often involves a more serious, critical, and lengthy rewrite and restructuring process than if we're just trimming out scenes and shoring up single holes in the manuscript. Be careful with your point of view patterns that they don't override the gains or advancement of the story. It is okay if we have AABC or AABBBBBCCCCCA. It's okay if you take a point of view and stretch it a little while before jumping to the other or jumping to the next point of view. If in the course of those multiple A's or multiple B's or multiple C's, the story is actually happening and it matters. Those are three significant problems that often come up in the course of pulling everything together. Take a look, see if you're doing any of them. Take a look, see if you're willing to challenge yourself when it comes to, do I really need this scene? Do I really need this chapter? Am I really balancing my character, my plot, and my world to the best of my ability whenever possible? And I will talk to you tomorrow.